bad for the environment, but multi-purpose. Wait, why are straws bad for the environment? Um, actually, you should definitely ask for no straws in restaurants because they are very bad for our planet. Just because it's plastic being thrown away? Yeah, but like, t- like millions of straws get thrown away every single day. Yeah, but millions. also like, daily. Also. Then you have to worry about like whose mouth was on the outside of this cup last and did it get washed to a way that you're okay with? Have you seen how straws are stored and how people in touch all of them plastic. with their dirty hands? They're not in the plastic, they're in the paper things. Not always. And also that's just more garbage. No, I agree. It, what really bugs me is when the waiter comes up with the straws and they're already hanging out of his mouth and he just like <laughs> takes one and hands it to you. Honestly, I'd be fine with that. I'm not, I'm not easily grossed out. I'm not necessarily easily grossed out, but I don't want... I mean, I wouldn't actually be fine with that. Mostly because I'd be like, <laughs> seriously. But I wouldn't like... There goes his tip. It. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, so I don't know. We're going to talk about some fun stuff in this episode, as we always do. But I, I want to start with a sad... Not a sad story. Well, it's kind of a sad story. I want to start with something a little bit sad. But it, but it, it made me think of something that I need your opinion on. Okay. Okay. Also, I know what you're going to say, and it is sad. There's not this sort of sad. It, it is sad. No, it is. Okay, so here's what we're here. Okay, so I have no idea when this episode's coming out, right? Because this is the first one we're recording where it's, where it's kind of saving it for a week we can't do. Um, but a few days ago, my grandfather passed away. Now, yes, in, in and of itself, a grandparent passing is sad. My grandfather was. It turns out he was 93. I thought he was in his late 80s. He's 93 years old. Um, he and my That's grandmother. A good life. Yeah, he had a great life. He he served in World War II, and, you know, so he's got all those stories, and I got to hear a few of those shortly, you know, I'd say maybe a month before he passed. I actually saw him a week beforehand. He was at my house for Easter. Um, and, and I don't know. It, it's sad, but it was one of those things where it's like, he's had a good life. Like, I'm not crying for him. My mom is actually doing just fine. Um, some really weird stories from the funeral home. Uh, that I was hearing a few days ago. But here's the thing. Here's where this comes into play. So tomorrow is his memorial service. They're not doing a funeral because he's not being buried. So tomorrow's a memorial service. Only Camille and I are going due to certain circumstances. And I, I guess he, the reason they're, they're not burying him is because they're <clears throat> because he was going to donate his body to science, um, which is weird but oddly fitting for my grandparents. Um it's weird, I think, for that generation. Like, I don't, I definitely don't think that's as common for people in their like eighties, nineties. Probably not. But also, my grandparents are bizarre. Like, and not, okay. in, in, in not, <laughs> not in that like we got to support science kind of way. They're just weird. Sorry, uh, is your grandma grandma still living? Yes, but she okay. has gotten to the point where. She mostly knows what's going on, but yet doesn't. Like, there was concern over whether or not she knew what was happening with my grandfather, right? From the time he had Is his stroke. Is she the same age? Uh, a few years younger. Not not too much. Okay. My gra- I ask because my grandma is 19 years younger than my grandfather who recently passed, so... Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, nothing like that. I, I want to say within five years, probably. Okay. Um... So anyway, so this this brought me back to thinking about something for me in the future, right? You know, the fact that he's doing a memorial service and not being buried and stuff like that. It, and here's the deal. I don't want to be buried. Like, when I go, whatever age that happens to be, I don't want to be buried. Um, 
personally, like I don't have a problem with other people that do, but personally it's like, okay, you're spending a lot of money on a casket to put a body that's an empty capsule of a thing into the ground, right? So I had another idea for what I wanted, like how I want my service to go down. Now it's, I'm not a, <laughs> I like the look that you're giving me. It's like, look, like, like you're already disapproving. Oh, I'm, 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 you'll, I'll wait till you're done and then I'll okay. add my two cents. I don't know where you're going with this, but I, I have, I have definitely something to add to this. So okay. keep going. And I'm hoping you do because I haven't, like, I haven't had to go through that with a parent or anything like that. Right. So I don't know from a kid's perspective if this is okay. So this is what I want. I want it to be at someone's house. Um, I want it to be kind of a come and go type thing, right? Where people can just kind of come and be like, oh, hey, this is awesome. We loved him. Hopefully, hopefully someone shows up, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, um, John, he was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, when I'm old, oh, man, it's going to be bad when I'm old. I'm going to have a cane. I'm going to hit people in the shins with it I know, and stuff. I can't wait to be like grumpy old bitchy woman in the old folk home. Like that, I'm like, I'm going to play that up for sure. Oh yeah. It's going to be great. Um, but what I want, like, I don't want some like fancy picture of me or some nice thing or whatever else. Right. I want a cardboard cutout of myself <laughs> with my hand up so that when people come in, they give me the high five and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I am very much against high fives at like sporting events and all that stuff. Like I, like when you go to a baseball game, you see people high fiving after home run. Like you didn't do anything. The players did, but, but I, but I, I love high fives in like a humorous way. And so I want that. I want to be standing there. Maybe like the, the cardboard posters, me like jumping in the air to give like a, a jumping high five. And I want everyone that comes in to give me a high five. And then wait, wait, wait. is this going to be like, assuming you live a nice, long, prosperous life, like you're, you're like your grandfather and you're in your nineties. Do you want the cutout to be like of your 90 year old self jumping and doing a <laughs> high five? Or do you want like to make this picture now so that people could remember you when you were most more spry? So I, I've I actually thought about this last night while I was at work because <laughs> oh, I knew, I knew this conversation was going to come up and I was walking around the parking lot. I was thinking about this. I think that every couple years I need to take a new one so that I'm always prepared because I don't know when it's going to happen, right? I ride a motorcycle. Um, I, I live in a city with terrible traffic. Tragedies happen all the time. Hurricanes come through. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. So I need to always be prepared. So every few years, I think I take a new one, like a new picture that someone can do this with. So as a photographer, I wish I lived closer to you because this would be a really fun thing. Oh, got to do Johnny's annual <laughs> memorial picture. <laughs> oh, now can you imagine like, so there is, there's me and there's the cardboard cutout and whatever else. And then next to it is just like a scrapbook of every picture every year leading up to that one. <laughs> the same backdrop, just you getting a little older every year. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I mean, I to be fair, I don't know how serious you are about this. Oh, Knowing you, you're one hundred percent. I am completely serious about this. I don't know Amy well. I know her just through like stories from you, and and she's on my Facebook, so I get a, like a little glimpse into her life. I I just I feel like you shouldn't worry about the kids as much as what Amy might think about this, because I feel like she's probably not on board with this. But I don't know. You did say she has a pretty good sense of humor. So maybe she's totally like, yep. Oh, no. She'd be on the couch rolling her eyes at every single person that high five me. <laughs> 
like 100 percent. she'd be like he asked for this so we're gonna do it but not even crying just shaking her head yeah like he got me again god so i agree with the not being buried i also don't want to be buried although neil no why do i i can never degrass neil yeah that's that's him tyson Neil Tyson. No, no, DeGrasse Tyson. Tyson. DeGrasse. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to say DeGrassi. That's not him. That's a show. Yeah. Um, so he just did a thing where he was talking about how he wants to be buried because he wants to give his body back to the earth because that's what you're supposed to do. And I was like, well, that's all fine and dandy. If you don't do like a traditional like burial where you're getting embalmed and you're in this fancy casket like if you're just gonna like put me in a burlap bag and put me in the ground then that's fine yeah um but i would like my organs to be donated and all that and sean knows my wishes sean on the other hand i don't know what is i think he also would like his organs donated however i don't know if we've actually talked about that but there's a space so sean loves space and there's a space program right now where you can send your ashes to space for 2500 bucks, which I don't know if you've ever had to pay for a funeral, but that is like nothing for a funeral. And you get to go to space. And then your ashes eventually like come back down to Earth. But you have like a little GPS. So your family members know like where you landed. I think that's really cool. It's wow. I, I don't know what to do with that, actually. <laughs> I mean, I've thought about, you know, trying to... Uh trying to get my family to talk to the Navy and like shoot me at a torpedo tube on a submarine. Uh, I don't think they do it. I have a feeling there's rules against that. I mean, I mean, I'm not a military wife, but, um, I do know a little bit about laws. I don't think you can just like dispose of bodies anywhere. (laughs) Oh, sure. That's what they do. I think dump stuff out to sea all the time. Not a big deal. Some fish will eat it. Yeah. That's Uh, fair. But as a parent, like, is it wrong to want to do this or should all parents just be like, the kids get to make the decision on what happens? Because in theory, the funeral and all that stuff's for them. No. Okay. I mean, okay. I mean, within reason, I don't, I think, so my, my dad passed as we've already, we've discussed on the show and I was 23, 22 or 23 when he passed and my sister was 18 I mean, so we were older, I guess, still young. My dad's funeral was hilarious. So my dad was like probably the most sarcastic person you'd ever meet. He was really funny. The people in his life were really funny. And his service was like a roast on him. And it was excellent. My grandma did not approve. My grandma is very religious. She thought that we did terrible things by not having like a religious service for him. But I don't know. I remember my dad's funeral in about a, as good of a way as you possibly could remember a funeral. All right. After that little interruption, Chelsea, you were saying. Okay. So I was just saying that my dad's funeral was, as far as funerals go, quite fun, I guess. Like, I mean, it was obviously devastating, but it was it was good. Like, my dad would have approved. It was, we were celebrating his life and... There was definitely some some humor. So, no, I don't think having fun at your funeral. 
Which sounds morbid, but I mean, everyone dies. This this is the thing. Like, we hope to live a good life and long life, but everyone dies. And hopefully we all live to be 93 like your grandpa and 97 like mine. And, yeah, I think we can all have, have some fun at a funeral. I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, having your kids high-five you after you're dead, I mean, teach their own. Would would you, would you ever would you ever consider like a living funeral so you could because otherwise you're missing it like I would be missing everyone high fiving me and I'm a little disappointed about this already so like what if like every few years when I had the picture taken I did another living funeral just in case um have you do you watch the show Life in Pieces I can't remember I've started it I, it hasn't it's good but it hasn't pulled me in um the grandfather in that show if i remember correctly because i think it was in like i honestly think it was like the pilot episode he has a funeral but he's like it's like a birthday party or something and everyone is just like no no okay all right um we should probably get into the actual show so this is apparently colon a parenting podcast which i found out chelsea that if you don't search for that name completely you might not find it oh well good uh, yeah, I know. I don't know why if you search for apparently you come up with no other show called apparently, but a bunch of huh. other randomness. Well, not sure. You know, who is. needs, who needs the listeners, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, and, and who's going to be searching for like the, the links are out there. The links are out exactly. there. Social media. Um, oh, Chelsea. Okay. That was a good start. That was fun. I'm glad we had that conversation, even if I got interrupted in the middle of it to go take my poor son dry clothes after he fell into a small pond-ish thing. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll get into our, our first topic. All right, we are back, and Chelsea, we're going to let you go first here. What is, what is the topic? I don't even know if you told me what it was ahead of time. I've told you a few times, so, I mean, there's that. Um I want to, so I saw an interesting article on Facebook, which is how a lot of my topics come up because I sit and breastfeed my kid at night and read just every stupid BuzzFeed article that pops up in my stupid Facebook. And one was called let them bleed style of parenting. And I'm like, that's interesting. I'm going to read that. And it is interesting as it turns out. So it, it I mean, it sounds awful, but it's basically my understanding of it is like letting your kids do their thing without being a helicopter mom, letting them fall, letting them climb on trees and like letting things happen. Like if they fall and they break their arm, I guess that's okay. So I'm wondering like where you guys, you and Amy fall in this for me. I know, like, my mom is very paranoid, and she would have bubble-wrapped us if she could have. She's a nurse. She worked in the ICU. She's seen terrible things happen to kids. I don't quite feel like I fit in with my mom, but I'm not sure I fit in with this whole let-them-bleed-it-out or let-them-bleed style of parenting. Okay. Um... So, you know, my, my kids have been around for a few years now. Uh, they're not going anywhere, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think Amy is more cautious than I am. But 
when I'm cautious in that way, when I'm like, okay, don't, don't go climb that. It's not that I'm worried about them getting hurt because I used to do stupid stuff. I never broke any bones. I think I just had, I don't know, maybe extra strong bones or something. Um, uh, yeah, I think I did drink a lot of that as a kid. Um, but I didn't break any bones, but I got hurt. Right. And I did some really stupid stuff. We used to have a, we had a, a detached garage. And we had a sort of two-story house and it was L-shaped because we we're on the corner. And then there was like the garage was one story. And I remember jumping from the house, the second story of the house onto the garage, which is not a flat surface, mind you, over and over again, just to try to get the perfect picture of me flying through the air with a basketball in my hand. So I would do stupid stuff like this, right? Like this is a thing I would do. And uh, I want my kids to be able to do stupid stuff too. Here's the problem. And kids, if you are find the archives of this show one day, I'm going to apologize now. My kids are pansies. Like, the littlest thing, and they're done for. And I'm tired of dealing with it. I am I'm tired of them whining about little things. So, for that reason, if they start doing something and I'm like, one of them's going to get at least a little bit hurt doing this, I stop it because... I'm not in the mood to deal with them crying afterwards. So from what I've read, and again, like I have a one-year-old given he is now starting to be more mobile and like, and I'm okay with letting him fall. Like he hits his head on a daily basis on our hard floors. And like, guess what? He's learned now when he falls to protect his head, (laughs) he's not done any major damage. He's fine. He had a black eye the other day because he fell flat on his face. And I'm like, well, that's a good luck. You know, that's always that's always good when you go in public and your one-year-old has a black eye. Now, from what I've been reading on this, because I only read this one article, and I just, like I said, from there, I just found it interesting. But what I'm reading is if you don't, if you do the style of parenting, you will make your kids less whiny. Uh... But I think there is, like, I think there's kids that are going to be just born more of a pansy. Like, I think you can, like, okay, so, so, this actually came up recently in some weird way, but there's that song Boy Named Sue, right, where the, where the guy who is, uh, he's leaving his, his family and he wants his son to not be a pansy, so he changes his son's name to Sue, so they'll have to get into fights all the time and learn how to protect himself. Like that's the whole purpose of this song. Have you, okay. ever, have you never heard "Boy Named Sue"? No. Really? Sounds sounds um sounds very southern. <laughs> it, I want. Was it Johnny Cash? Someone. Oh, if if I'm wrong by saying it's Johnny, I, I think it's Johnny Cash. But if I'm wrong about that, someone's going to be really mad at me. It was written by Shel Silverstein who did like where the sidewalk ends and um, the light in the attic and all those kids poems. It was done by that guy. The guy who wrote the lyrics to it. Anyway, that's the whole purpose. It's the whole thing is like the guy leaves names his kid Sue and it, the kids it's coming from the kid's perspective. Right. And he has to fight his way through. Right. So there is that, there is that thing of like, here's the way to toughen up your kid. Right. But a few things in between, like, so for this guy in the, in the song, like he named his kid Sue and then ditched out. Right. And he didn't have to put up with this kid coming home crying every day for being named Sue. Right. So I think part of the style of parenting, though, is how you deal with. OK, so part of it is letting them explore, letting them be kids, letting them do the things that maybe even not our generation did, but like our parents generation did, like 
go climb that tree. And like, I don't know if I'd let my kid come and climb a tree. Like climbing trees seems really dangerous. Did you not climb and trees? No, we definitely, I didn't do it. My mom was an ICU nurse. We did nothing. We were bubble wrapped. Oh, but I also didn't really know anyone that anyways, maybe it's our generation, maybe the generation before, I don't know. But we've definitely coddle our kids now, I think. I think the norm is we coddle our kids. I also think that when a kid falls, us as parents are running to them and, oh, my God, are you okay? And you're making a big deal out of something that otherwise would be fine. They wouldn't even bat an eye at it. But because they're getting attention for it, that's how they're going to react every time. And I think that's what this is about. It's about not running to their aid every time they need something. So I think if you're listening to this right now, which I heard someone say on another podcast and I thought to myself, well, obviously you're listening to this right now because you're hearing it. <laughs> um, but okay, if you're listening to this and you have really young kids, then maybe you're okay with Like maybe this is a, a thing to, to consider and whatever else, right? But like as you were saying that and talking about the reactions and whatever else, I, I mean, I was gone a lot. From uh, from when Camille was like one until she was like four and a half, almost five, I guess. I was gone a lot of that. Ryan's first year, um, I was gone a lot of and stuff like that. So I don't know how much Amy like ran to him and, and whatever when they fell during that time period. Um, now, like, so so Camille does gymnastics and she's the kid who always finds something to be hurt about. Like, it's been worse and worse the last few days and I'll be sitting there and all the parents are like watching through this window, which pisses me off by the way, because this is a gymnastics practice, not a show sit down, let them do their thing. Right. Uh, yeah, I hate people. Um, so, so like she'll, something will happen and she'll start crying out there like on little mats and stuff like that. And all the parents are like, Oh, and I'll just be like, stop, just don't even owe my daughter. Like just let her cry it out. She, this is her thing. Let her do that. I don't, I don't care. Or See, and I think that that's good. I think, and I mean, I know there's parents out there that run to their kids aid and, and probably wouldn't, those are the parents that I think wouldn't admit they do that though, too. Like the people that their kid falls at the park and they run to them when they have their little first aid kid in their fanny pack. <laughs> right. But those parents would never admit that they're those parents. I, I don't think my mom might, my mom would probably say she's that parent. Um, but I think having that attitude is good because I think if someone else's kid was crying, my reaction would be like, oh, like, I want to help that kid because you don't want to be the parent that goes like, what if, like, what a little pansy, as you say, like, it's not your kid. It's not your right to say that. But I think if the parent was like, no, 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 she's fine. I'd be like, oh, okay. Like that's as long as you're good with it. I don't care. It's not my kid. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry. Like the way you said that, like the look on your face, and everything like, oh yeah, she's fine. It was like this caring parent that just knows the kid's okay. No, no, no. That's not the attitude I have. I had the attitude I have is she's done this one too many times. She can suffer out there by herself for a while. Right. And, and that's, but and, I think that's fine. Yeah. The problem is, is it's not getting anything any better. Right. Like, but I you, think just like anything else, things like this take time, especially if maybe whether or not you knew it, maybe you're, and I know she's a daddy's girl, so I wouldn't be surprised if you maybe went to her. Maybe the first few times this happened, you're like, oh no, you're hurt. And then after the 10th time, you go like, are you hurt? Because this is happening a lot. And I think if you're not giving her the reaction that she wants, eventually she'll probably 
toughen up? Because I mean, if you're not getting the reaction, what's the point of crying? Uh, see, and, and this is, and this is kind of where, where my problem comes in is like, I think there are just some kids who are generally born tougher or less emotional or more. I mean, granted, don't, don't get me wrong. Like parenting comes into this, especially in the early years. Right. But like, Oh God, how do I say this? No, I can't. I, 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 kids a wimp. No, it's it's not even just that, but like both (laughs) my kids and don't get me wrong. Like I have memories uh, like looking back at myself when I was young at certain situations and me going, man, I cannot believe like that's how I was. And now I'm to the point where I could probably break my leg and I would just have to just finish doing whatever I was doing. Right. Like I would just be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah. And I just like keep walking because I don't know. Like I, I just gotten to that point where that's, I don't deal with any of that stuff personally. But I can look back at myself when I was a kid and be like, man, I really did not handle that well. I was kind of a pansy kid at that moment, right? Um, so I don't know. Like, I, I, th- I think this style of parenting will work for certain kids. But I think there's going to be other kids that just it's n- they're never going to toughen up in that way. And it just gets to the point where like me, like now, like I said, I'm like, I'm not when I don't go running to one of them or when Ryan slips and falls and I be like, all right, walk it off, dude, you're done. It's not me trying to tough them up. It's I'm just done with it. Like I am just done with dealing with that kind of stuff. Well, and especially if you know they're okay, like it's one thing to do that and you're like, Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, my aunt who keeps coming up on the show, she is also a nurse. Her husband nail gunned his finger (laughs) so he came in the house and like cheryl doesn't have a lot of sympathy for you know she i think she worked in the icu as well i could be wrong anyways she's seen a lot of things so like if if you're gonna be a wuss about something don't go to her if you want sympathy don't go to her so he goes to her and he's like trying to like suck it up and like oh i got this nail long story long is she's taking pliers trying to reef it out of his finger it won't come out so finally, she's like, well, I guess we got to go to the ER. She's really upset that they have to go to the ER because, like, how embarrassing I have to go to my hospital. Like, it's it's just a nail, whatever, or a staple. It was a staple gun. It was a oh, staple. Okay. So they get to the hospital. The staple's in the bone. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you have to – I can't remember if he needed surgery to get it out. But so I think – because I'm a big, like, I mean, and I'm a bit of a, I have a soft heart for Link, for sure. Like, Sean would be like, you run to him when he's hurt. But I'm very careful on, like, if he falls and hits his head, I kind of wait for his reaction. Because I'm like, okay, he should be fine. Sometimes he's not, sometimes he's good. But usually it's Sean and I both go, like, you're okay, you're fine. Like, let's laugh it off. But I could totally see myself being the parent where my kid comes to me with a staple in their finger and I go, you're fine. Let's just take it out. We're not going to make a big deal out of this. And then I find out he needs surgery because it's stuck in his bone. <laughs> yeah. Well, a- Amy's mom was her soccer coach back in the day and our soccer basketball. I don't remember which one now, some sport. And, okay. and they, she, both have, they both have goals. Yeah. <laughs> Someone thinks they're funny. Um, so she broke her arm and her mom was like, it's not broken. You're fine. You're fine. And eventually <laughs> yeah. they had to take her and yeah, it was broken. How bad do you feel as a parent when that, like that obviously nothing bad has happened to link it to that extent so far, 
But like, I imagine that's going to come up at some point where you're like, suck it up. You're fine. You're fine. And then you find out like, oh shit, like we should not have left this a week. Like the bone is now fused and you need like some breakage to fix it or something. Now, now, how do you think this changes some if there's a history of bone breaking with a kid? So, so I asked because my nephew, um, so it's my, my sister's oldest son, he apparently has broken his arm a few times and like she is super, I don't say protective, but like, like super hover. Oh, you're going to the park. Don't go more than an inch off the ground. You know, just crazy stuff like that. I don't necessarily think that his experiences like justify quite how much she hovers over and stuff like that. But do you think it would change? Like if you know this kid, it would because like if your kid is totally accident prone, it's not even about being like a helicopter mom at that point. It's about being like, I well, especially in the States where you guys pay for everything. Screw that. I'm not paying for another visit to the ER, but here it's more just, I'm not waiting for nine hours in the ER to take you because you broke a bone again. Like be more careful. And that would be really frustrating. I don't know. And I'm sure there's probably a hundred kids or a hundred. There's probably thousands of kids out there like that that are just little daredevils or just prone to accidents. So, um, that actually got me thinking for just a quick second. So Camille has issues with like constipation and stuff like that, right? Like she takes these fiber chewies every single day. Well, we didn't know about that when she was young. She was having all these pains and all this stuff. And so we, we had to take her to the emergency room. Now, I was in the military and we could go to the military hospital and it was all free and paid for. And in the end, she just like ripped a big one and, and was happy and, and uh, went along her way. But like, had that not been the case, had we had to go to the emergency room and pay for I mean, emergency room visits are not cheap. Even with good insurance, it's not cheap here in the States. That is crazy to me. Yeah, no, like it really comes into play. You're like, okay, like, is the kid hurt? Like, is he actually hurt? I can, I can definitely see that because I feel like even without pain, that cro- would cross my mind here because it just no one wants to go to an emergency room. The people you get in the emergency rooms are not people you generally want. And given where I live, it's a pretty upper class city so like we have a hospital here which is the the emergency room we would end up going to and you don't get like the homeless drug addicts that go there like I, I literally don't think there would be any at the hospital but if you have to go to a real emergency because we just have like a small town hospital I don't I don't know what it's called um a county hospital here but if you have to go to like the actual ER in an actual hospital in the city you're just you're in a lot of sick people and are in a lot of Drug addicts. You just don't want to go. Uh, Emergency is not a fun place. When, when I was seven or eight, I, uh, I I woke up with bad pains in my side. And my parents were like, oh, I, this sounds like appendicitis. Let's go. Yeah, you're dying. Let's go. And they took me to the emergency room. And it turns out it wasn't. Like, I don't know what it was. It was a cramp. It was something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea what, what, what the problem was. Uh, but it ended up not being appendicitis. So on Easter... When I was nine, like the night before I was hanging my buddy and my stepdad and my stomachs was all upset. And then I slept on the couch and he, he slept on a chair nearby and whatever else. And I woke up that next morning with this insane pain in my side. And they were like, well, this sounds like appendicitis again. But last time it was just <laughs> something else. Like oh, it was no. whatever. And 
I, I it was terrible. And so like, all right, we're gonna go down to the hospital again. And so my mom takes me. And I remember getting in the car. I'm nine years old. I get in the car, and my mom's like, "This better be real this time." Oh no! <laughs> it was. It turns out it was. Like I really had no, appendicitis. No, that was terrible. I hate the Easter Bunny ever since. Um, but yeah, stupid ER stuff. I don't know how much that cost them. I'm sure our insurance wasn't great back then. All right, you got anything else to to, to finish off? Like your your thoughts on this one? No, I just think it's interesting. I think most of our topics are interesting, but I, I'm interested to see where my parenting will go because I, I'd like to think that I'm in this area of parenting style, but I do have a pretty big heart and pretty soft, soft little heart for my, my little guy. Well, and, and like on that right there, like Ryan will come in crying and I'll be like, dude, I'm not dealing with you. <laughs> and Amy will be like, come here and, <laughs> and whatever. So, and not every time, yeah. but. But yeah, I could see that being that way if you are. Okay, let's take a quick break. And we'll come back with our next topic. All right, we are back. And Chelsea, I wanted to get your opinion on something. So sometime in the past, I, I was on Generational, not Generational Gamers. I was on uh, Sheldon Forgotten and Dave and I were sitting there talking and I was trying to get an idea of like when I should buy a new cell phone and stuff like that. And it came up that part of the decision-making process is that my 10-year-old daughter, who just turned 10, is getting her own cell phone. Now, I don't like this idea. Um, I personally think maybe when she's 16, maybe, right? But my wife decided that she, that Camille is going to a different school next year. She has to take the bus a little bit further. She's not going to be at the same school where Amy teaches at. Uh, and she wants her to be able to have a phone so she can call us if there's problems or late or whatever else, right? I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I don't win these battles. Um, and so there's all these different plans with her getting my phone or whatever. And she ended up, she, she actually, she lost her iPod a little while back and we're pretty sure it got stolen. So we kind of can forgive that some. Um, but did it get stolen because she lost it? Like, did she leave it somewhere carelessly? Uh, we think, and we have no way of verifying this. We think that she had it at school cause they can bring it on. They can bring stuff like that on Fridays. Um, I think she had it at school and left it maybe in her desk and someone ganked it out of her desk. Like that's what we think happened, but we can't. And, and it's all based on the fact that some kids in her class have been caught trying to steal stuff and whatever else. So. But it's, it's hard to say, like, like we've searched the whole house. It's not in the house. So anyway, um, so she's been without an iPod. She hasn't had her music and, and whatever else for a while. Um, my wife's phone a while back got dropped in water and water damage and didn't work. So we got her a new phone. And recently, Amy was like, here, take this phone to this repair place. See how much it costs to fix it. If it doesn't cost too much, well, let's go and get it fixed. And so it ended up costing about $100 to get it completely cleaned out with all the, the water damage cleaned out of it and get the battery replaced. So we have now given this to Camille. Like it doesn't have phone service. So effectively it's an iPod, but she's going to get phone service sometime during the summer. I think before we go out of town so she can talk to her friends, like message with them and stuff. When, in your opinion, and now this is going to change drastically by the time Link's that age because we're all going to have implants. Uh, but when do you think is the right time for this? 10 is too young. I agree with you. I think 10 is too young. I think that how you guys were doing it before I was saying to Sean, I think that's really smart how you gave her an iPod so she could message you via Wi-Fi 
Yeah. But no phone service. I think that's great. I think that's a great tool to be able to communicate with you and and for you to communicate with her without giving her the freedom of a cell phone. I think that junior high, I so I agree with you. I want to be like 16. There's no need for a phone before 16. But and then I go like, let's be realistic here. We're not like when we were kids, like cell phones didn't exist until I was I think when I was 16, I would like take my dad's phone with me. Like if I went out, my dad would give me his cell phone just so like he could. So if we needed to call a cab or whatever, because we would go to a house party, if we needed to get a ride home, my parents were just big on, we do not ever want you to get into a car with a drunk driver. And so I think that was their way of saying like, you have no excuse. Here's a cell phone. You can call us, you can call a cab, whatever. But it wasn't my phone. It was my dad's phone that I got to take out with me in the evening. And I think I got my own phone at like 17 ish. I was definitely driving. Yeah. But I do think we live in a different time. So I think that that's unrealistic. I do not think there's any reason kids need a phone until they're, I would, I would say 13, something about 13 is a good, good number. I don't really have like a real justification on why I picked that number. So is it, is it the freedom that comes with the phone? Is it the cost? Like, what is it that makes it for you that's like, okay, this is too young? Both. I think, so my husband's old boss, who I hope never listens to this, although I'm not going to talk poorly of him. He's kind of, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a friend now. It's kind of a anyway, weird statement. He has young kids. And I remember he, his kids had cell phones when they were really little. They're older now, but... I, I want to say about 10 and Sean can definitely verify this. And like Daryl would talk about like, Oh, my kid racked up a $110 phone bill. And I'm like, that should just never happen. Like that shouldn't even be a, Oh shit, this happened. It should just not happen. And I don't understand how that happens. And I think that kids don't understand at that age, especially when they're not paying for it. Cause I assume Camila is not going to pay for her own cell phone. No. I think that if you're not paying for the bill, you don't. And I know that you have totally different phone plans in the States. Like you guys have way better like data plans than we do. Like we pay for everything here and you pay a lot of money. Like Sean and I pay for our combined phone bill. I think it's like 170 bucks for the two of us. Oh, wow. And like to add another phone to that is not going to be like, oh, you just add another phone for 20 bucks. I actually don't know how much a family plan would be. But anyway. I think that my kids need to be able to at least contribute to the cost of a phone. And at 10, I don't see how they can contribute to the cost of the phone. Okay. So on the money side of it, and once again, I'm not trying to defend my 10 year old getting a phone because I don't think she should have one, but (laughs) (laughs) on the money side of it, it will cost, so it it would cost $20 to add a phone line for her. Mm -hmm. If I keep her under two gigs of data, which I'm going to keep her under two gigs of data. Like I, I get alerts on that stuff and I monitor it and all that stuff, right? Then I save $10. So her phone line will only cost $10 a month and it'll have unlimited texts and whatever else, right? So, and again, that's where it's kind of different with you guys. And I could be wrong. If there's any Canadians listening to this and they're like, oh, my kid has a cell phone and it costs us 10 bucks a month. Great. I maybe I'm totally wrong, but like cell phones are expensive here for whatever reason. We just don't, 
get the the coverage that you guys get. Well, and here's the other thing is I have T-Mobile. And so through, through T-Mobile, once you have four lines, they give you Netflix. So I can stop <laughs> paying for Netflix. Like I'll have to pay a little Just bit. Just give all your kids a phone. Well, no, well, she'll be the fourth line, right? So it's me, my wife, my mother-in-law. Oh, okay. And then, so my mother-in-law pays me every six months for her $20 a month or whatever it is that, that she cost me to have her on my phone line. Um, I'm really curious if there's Canadians listening to this, if this is a thing here, because I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, yeah, we, you and I have talked about this some um, as far as the data stuff, because yeah. all my data is unlimited. And don't get me wrong, like, I use... 30 plus gigs a month, depending on what's going on. And I actually pay a little bit extra to be able to tether my phone. So that every once in a while I can play Fortnite when I'm not at home. Uh, right. But, but like it'll cost, like I said, it'll, so it, it'll effectively almost cost nothing, right? Cause we'll, we'll save the money on Netflix and it won't cost that much for her. I'll, I'll pay a little bit more on Netflix. So we have like the more screens, like the upgrade with the more screens and the 4k and then the yeah. 4k just comes with the more screens. But, um, so the money itself is not really my issue. Like the only time my bill is going to go up is the fact that at some point I'll get a new phone. And so I'll have the insurance on my phone for at least a year or so. Okay. So that, that, that changes a little bit because I do, I think again, knowing people I know that have kids who tell me like, Oh, my kid's cell phone cost me a hundred bucks this month. And I'm like, I just don't under, I don't understand why that happens. Like I don't understand how you're allowing your 10 year old to cost you a hundred dollars a month for their cell phone. Like I just, there's no reason for that. Yeah. $10 a month. Uh, that, that makes it honestly a bit of a tougher decision for me because the money is a big part of it and not that like, Oh, we can't afford that hundred dollars a month and whether or not you can or can't, it's more just the, the understanding that things aren't free. Like I just, yeah. I think kids nowadays, which makes me sound so old when I say that nowadays kids, they just don't know the value of the dollar. <laughs> I, I like how you're trying to make like an old woman face. And that was not at all what you were making. Oh, I also don't like the freedom though. I think that that gives like, I mean, okay. Your generation and mine should be very similar. You're a little older than me, but not yeah. much. Yeah, we, we like, are was, of the same generation. So MSN, like that was a big thing when you were in school. Uh, and, yeah. Um, what was the other chat that was before MSN? You told like, uh, like there's AOL Instant Messenger and there was IRC. None of those are right for me. Anyway, oh, whatever. I, IRC but, was a big one. Like that was a big thing for us, like to be able to like send messages privately to our friends. Like, I don't know. I feel like now you have, you're giving your kid a personal cell phone. Like you're just, how much privacy do you want your 10 year old to have? Well, and this, so like, okay. So we put Slash up, how much do you want to spy on them? Like where's, oh, where's the, like, I want to spy on them 100%. <laughs> Right. Like, like there's no privacy in my house. You live under my yeah. roof. I know where you're at. And I, you know, I was looking at my phone recently and realized I had the thing turned on where it's like other people in my family could find my phone, like would know where I was. So I turned that off real quick. Not that I'm trying to like hide where I'm going, but screw you if you're going to know where I'm at, but hers, it will be on, right? Like if I want to know where she's at, I'd be able to be able to turn on my phone and figure out what house she's at when she goes to a friend's house or whatever else. But See, and I think that's a good safety feature too. Like but, that's like if we're making a pros and cons list on like should your kid have a have a cell phone like to me that's a that's a big pro is 
being able to keep tabs on them. Well, and with the smartphones these days, it's a lot easier to like see what they're doing. So I can go on the app and I can see who someone calls. Like I can see the phone number, how long they talked, all that stuff. Right. Which is kind of creepy. Um, but you can also see who they're messaging and stuff like that. So you can see, can you read the messages? No, there is there something you can do to add that feature to the phone where you could read her messages. I don't know, but it's funny is it used to be when we had Verizon back in the day, back before I had smartphones and all this stuff, your, all your text messages would be like, you could have it set up where it's like saved into a, like basically the cloud. Right. And you could access all that stuff. Um, so, but I don't know. I don't know if there's something like that. I'm not overly worried as long as I know who she's messaging. I'm not overly worried what she's saying to her friends. Like that doesn't concern me as long as I know it's her friends that she's messaging, right? I don't know when this is going to come out, but this is totally like relating to our sex conversation, which was episode 10. And how like, I just feel like, I feel, I do truly feel like Camille's a good kid. For the record, I do feel like she's a good kid. But good kids do stupid things sometimes, and well, I think that you have a lot of trust in her. But but like I said, I mean, if if I know who she's messaging, well, you have that one friend you don't like. What if what if she's messaging her a lot? Oh, she won't go be. like. You don't know this. But that's the thing is, I'll be able to monitor <laughs> that, and she doesn't like that girl. Like she doesn't like that girl. Okay. So you're making it difficult for me to stay on my side of kids that age should have cell phones. Although I still stand by it. No, I so do I. By kids that age. Like I, 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 my. So for me though, it, it, it's a matter of like principle. Like you yeah, just that's don't. Part of it too. You don't need it, and if you don't yep. need it, and I don't feel that you have earned it, why do you have it? So the other part that kind of ties into that for me is kind of I want my kids to be kids to keep their innocence as long as possible and you know me I'm big on like don't lie to your kids be upfront with them tell them things you know like have the sex talk do these things which of course maybe has to make them grow up a little bit more in saying that how much do you look at your cell phone constantly all day because I know I look at mine all day well and Okay, so, and I see where you're going with that. Uh, and actually, it's weird when I look at my phone, I check Twitter, I'm like, I haven't checked Twitter in six hours. Like, every <laughs> once in a while it happens. Um, but there's not much of a difference between someone, a kid having an iPod and having a phone at that point. Like, the difference is, will it happen at dinner when we're at a restaurant? Right? Like, that's, that's the main difference, I would say. Mm, no, because I don't think iPods don't have the accessibility, and maybe they do. I honestly I haven't had an iPod in forever. Um, but do they have like accessibility to social media? And, oh yeah, like, internet and stuff. Oh yeah, Camille's iPod, which was the latest one as of a year or so ago, it was a cell phone without service. Like it, it oh, was okay. an, it was an iPhone without service, a, a couple features that weren't there, but not much. Hmm. So she, I mean, and, but here's the thing is also is she, she knows, well, one, my, so she has my wife's uh, iPhone six, um, which has the thumbprint deal on it. 
So my thumbprint's in there, Camille's thumbprint's in there, and at some point, Amy's thumbprint will be in there. I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. Um, and she knows that we will be checking her phone. Like, we will make sure there's things on there, and you know, that's not supposed to be and whatever else. Um, she is not to have Facebook. She is not to have Twitter. She's not, I don't, we're not even okay with her having Instagram at this point, although Instagram's probably safer, except for you can still find some pretty bad things on there. Instagram uh, is no bad. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I actually have Instagram, I mean, but so I don't really use it. I have it and I use it, but it like, when I say no good, I mean for kids. Yeah. So like, she is not to have these things and she knows that. So with her iPod, cause you're saying that having the iPod is very similar to the phone. What does she use it for? Music. She used it for music. Um, she would watch Netflix and stuff on it sometimes. Uh, the biggest thing that was the issue, and I say in, in the issue, not in the like bad content kind of way, is that both my kids have become addicted to YouTube. And so right. she would have YouTube kids on there, which for the most part is safe. They had some issues with some really weird stuff not too long ago. Uh, I don't, did you hear about that? Like people put No, in, I imagine it's like it has to do with advertising though. No, no, no. It was oh. these people would make these videos. So the way YouTube Kids works is that like oh, it goes yes. through the videos and and it, like it determines they're clean and whatever else. Well, people would have these videos that would look all clean and then like hardcore sex would pop up in the middle of it or something. Like it was it was you know, pretty messed up. Just to sidetrack a little bit here. Who the hell are these people that want to do that? Who are the people that go like, hey, this would be funny? Let's put hardcore sex onto YouTube hidden in kids channels so that the six-year-old is going to see us having sex. No, it's, it's weird. It, These no, are weird things that people do. It, it is, but it's also, I would say there's a decent size group of people that have, there's like a certain age in their life of which they would enjoy doing that if they could figure out how. Weird. People are weird. I don't feel like I have a good argument right now. I feel like I'm ill-prepared for this argument. All I know is my kids are not getting a cell phone at 10 years old. See, I, I, God, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Like Chelsea, we have to be friends forever because of all these conversations we're having. Like I want to see how they play out in the future. They, I, Sean and I are pretty much on the same page with most things. And that's a big one. And I really don't, I really like what you guys did with the iPod. I was telling Sean about that. I'm like, I like that because the only way they can access the internet and I don't know if Wi-Fi is like more accessible in the States, but Wi-Fi is not accessible here at all. So the only way our kids are getting access to the internet is at home or with friends' houses that we go like, hey, we want our kid to be able to message us when they're over there. Can we like yeah. set them up on your Wi-Fi? That would be pretty much it. And because there's like really no open Wi-Fi here. Yeah. No, I, so, I, I agree. But all I'm saying is a lot is going to happen in the next nine years. Like technology is going to change. The world's going to change. Like a lot is going to happen in the next nine years. And I'm, I'm curious. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm curious. I'm still to, saying my kids will not have a cell phone at 10. <sighs> let's just, let's make a notepad. And we get what Chelsea said nine years ago. Yeah, I, I cannot, I cannot wait for that. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. She'll be getting service sometime this summer. I, I got to buy a new phone sometime. I don't well, that's know an exciting part of it, at least. You get a new phone. Yeah, I just got to figure out when. Like, I want to do it. I want to go to the store, like, right now and go do it just because that's the way people are. They just want things now. But I also, I don't know. I'll figure out. Are you getting get an it. Apple? 
I've, You're an Apple guy. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of been put into that world. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 gonna be iPhone for life, I'm sure. That's uh, too bad. Yeah, I know because the Windows phones were amazing, and they just had too many catches to them and didn't work out. I love my Pixel. I'm just gonna, hey Pixel, if you ever want to sponsor us, I love your phone. <laughs> See, and you know, this is getting obviously way off topic here, but like. Maybe if I'd had something like the Pixel when I tried Android phones back in the day, then maybe I'd be okay with Android, but we got burned by a, a number of Android phones. And so we just said, screw it. And then my wife went iPhone and it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's just like, hey, here's the thing. And it, it works. I'm like, okay. And now we're, but see now like our music is all on iTunes and with the, with the family sharing, Right, like if I buy an app or a song or whatever else and pay for it, you know, everyone else on our plan, everyone else like in our family can just have access to that. So Yeah, you won't sell me on iPhone, just as you won't I, sell me on giving a ten year old a cell phone. I, I'm I, neither <laughs> one of which I'm trying to sell you on, by the way. Uh but it's just like once you're in that world, like once you're in a world of either Google or or, or Android or Apple, like you get so embedded that you, you literally have to make sacrifices to leave it. I guess. Sean is Apple and I'm Android. Yeah, but this is the problem. Like if, if he buys music on iTunes, which I don't know if he ever does, but if he were to buy music on iTunes, you wouldn't have access to it in the same way. No, we do. Um, like I do like Spotify. Spotify Premium and he does Apple Music or whatever it's called. Yeah. So we don't buy music. We just have subscriptions, which if I were to join his Apple music, it would cost me the same as having my Spotify. I think it's like maybe five bucks less. Well, but if you had Apple music, I think y'all could just share it. Like one, no. one account and share it. Oh well, yeah, we could share it. And, and then I'd have to listen to his terrible music all the time. Oh, oh, well, I'm glad y'all had a fun marriage. Now that you just. Actually, Sean does listen to good music. I just don't like it. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with a, uh, a Yahoo Answers question. All right, we're back. Chelsea, this one comes from some anonymous user, and it says, am I a bad parent? Now, here's the, the I'm not going to read this whole question out because it's kind of long. But this person has a daughter who's five years old. Um, her and her husband grew up teaching the kid that Santa, the Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, all that stuff were, were fake, right? They did not do the Santa thing. They did not do all that stuff, right? It, I don't remember. I don't know if it actually says why, but they did not do that stuff. So at some point, they got a call from the teacher saying that their daughter had apparently gotten into a conversation with the kid at school, told them this in this conversation, and now that parent of that kid wants her, this girl's, this woman's daughter to be suspended for ruining their child's innocence. And sorry, five years old? Yeah. Okay. So I really wish they said why, because I know a lot of people don't do the Santa, well, and I shouldn't say a lot of people, because I don't think it's the norm, but I know some people don't do the Santa thing. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's a religious thing and that's fine. Um, you know, cause you don't want to make Christmas about that. Cause that's, that's not what Christmas is about. I also think there's people out there that don't want kids thinking the gifts didn't come from them. They're like, screw that. I spent all this money on your, your toys. Like, I don't want you to think some like <laughs> Batman came into our house and gave them to you. So you did the, you did the Santa thing. Like your kids 
at some point maybe still do or did believed in Santa Tooth Fairy Easter Bunny? I, I think Camille has started to figure it out, but I don't think the conversations actually happened. Okay. So, but you guys went Yeah. With, Heck yeah. That's, okay. And so I will too. I think that that's fun. Link is already very like inquisitive and questions things. And we've talked about this before. My kid comes up to me and says, I don't think Santa's real. And he tells me why. I'm not going to sit there and lie to him. If I don't care how old he is. If he's smart enough to like put it together that he doesn't think Santa's real. Sean and I can maybe, because Sean and I have never had this conversation. But I think Sean would agree. Like, If he's mature enough to be able to like make this decision that he doesn't believe Santa's real, we can we can address that then. But we will do the whole... Santa came, Easter Bunny came, Tooth Fairy came. So I can relate to this in a way because my dad forgot to hide the eggs one year. I was six. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad forgot to hide the Easter eggs. I don't don't know what happened. I woke up, went downstairs. There's no Easter eggs. My dad went, oh, shoot, go back to bed. I bet you there will be Easter eggs when you wake up. And there was. To which I sat my dad down and went, so there's no Easter Bunny. There's no Santa. Like, I put it all together in that moment. My dad forgetting to hide the Easter eggs at six years old for me made me realize, obviously, this is all a sham. My parents then had a conversation with me that said, you're right. There's no Santa. Hopefully, there's no kids listening to this. Oh, my God. We've ruined so many childhoods <laughs> with their kids. We need, like, a disclaimer. Do not listen to this episode with your young children. so my parents sat me down and said look like you've you've got us there's no santa it's us it's all us i had a young sister she was i guess i guess one at the time so she wasn't i i mean she wouldn't have been believing at that point or knowing anything at that point but the big thing was other kids at school so my parents wanted to make it very clear that i was other kids will still believe in santa And I need to kind of go along with that. Like, this is my special secret that I know the truth, but I can't tell other... I love that both of our dogs are shaking their collars. Yeah. I can't tell other kids this. Like, I I can't ruin it for other kids. So my parents made sure to have, like, that conversation with me that it might be hard for me because now that I know the truth and other kids are talking about Santa and how great he is, and I'm like, well, Santa's not real. (laughs) So I do think if you don't believe in these things, it should be up to you as a parent to say other kids will believe in this and you need to like, I don't know how you tell a five and six year old this, but basically you need to respect that of people and not let them in on the secret. Um, I actually saw something recently on how a parent dealt with this and it was like, they they made it they made it this special thing that the kids like knew that Santa wasn't real, and like they kind of like paid it for. I have to find the article because I'm gonna not do this justice. But they like paid it forward and they became Santa and they like did good things for other people. It was really re- I remember reading it going like that's how I want to do it. Like when my kids are old enough to know Santa's not real, that's why I want to do this. So I, I don't think the kid should be suspended. That's no. a bit ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look through some of the answers that follow that, someone's like, okay, that parent's just mad because their kid's unhappy, right? And, and which I also like, think there's a way to tell that kid, like, 
don't listen to her. What does she know? Like, they're five. It's very easy to go like, no, Santa's real. Like, I'll prove it to you. If you really want your kid to continue to believe at five years old and it's that important to you, I'm sure there's ways to make that magic come back into their life. So let me ask you this. Because, I mean, like I said, Camille, I think, has it basically figured out. But I think she just wants to keep believing. So she, That's fair. Yeah, which is fine. Although Amy was talking about how, like, hopefully by next Christmas, Camille will be like, completely over it. And then she can help us do a lot of, like, the stuff <laughs> for Ryan. Um, but so there's this thing that became a big deal a number of years ago, which is the elf on the shelf. Oh, God. Yeah. Although I probably let's I say oh god and I shake my head, but I'm kind of I'll probably like it. And that's what I was going to ask you, right? So, so we got sucked into it one year because I don't know Camille saw it somewhere, and then she was all sad because we didn't have an elf, and now we're like, well, crap! Now we're stuck. Like we have to do this elf thing, and it's a pain because, in theory, all right, it moves every night. Yeah. And so every night. I have and it to, does something like mischievous or sneaky, right? Like that. I don't really know. I just see what people do, and I always think they're really clever. Especially, I have a lot of teacher friends, and they always do really clever things. There are those that do that, like the one that'll put it like <laughs> in the sink, upside down, with naked Barbie dolls partying and stuff, right? But then that's a different style, apparently. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in theory, it should be somewhere they can't touch it because if they touch it, it takes away its magic right. or whatever, right? But somewhere where it's a little bit hidden, they have to try to find it, right? And so moving that every single night and remembering to move it is, it's a pain. Like if you forget and you're like, oh crap, oh, hey, the elf didn't move today. I guess he was tired. You know, I mean, what do you right. do? And so it's a huge pain. And then we, we got rid of it. Amy sold it because she didn't want to deal with it the next year. But then again, we had a, one of our kids was upset because they, we didn't have a stupid elf in the house and she had to go buy another one. Um, so anyway, so I was wondering if this is something you were probably going to do and I, yeah, you're going to, there's no question. I know. So, I mean, we've talked about this and we'll get into kids' birthday parties another time. That's well, probably the past. at this point, we probably already talked about it. Um, like I, I don't like to be that parent because I feel like other parents, we've talked about this. Like I'm the parent that a lot of parents hate and that sucks because like, I just, I genuinely just enjoy these stupid things and so every year at Christmas, we have um, a bunch of like Mario stuffies, like Mario, Luigi, Peach. And I set them up in like a Christmas thing. Like I went out and bought like little tiny Christmas like Santa suits for them. And, <laughs> and Oh my God. Do you have here, a picture of this? I do. I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, and like I made it so like Link, like Link the stuffed Link, not Mice Child because he didn't exist at the time. He's like an elf with Santa, and I think Santa was Mario. And like, I put a lot of stupid thought into these stupid things, and I just really enjoy it. It's like it's like getting to play with dolls again as an adult and not feeling too weird about it. Yeah. So I joke about not wanting to do the elf thing, but I have to say I would be really excited to think of like fun and clever ways to put the stupid elf every day and I'd be the parent that everyone goes like, well, la di da to you for enjoying this stuff that we all hate. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't drink. I need something like these are the things I need in my life. It's is crafts. It's funny because I drink because I have to move the elf. <laughs> I think that when my kids got older, like I think it would be fun for, I, I'm not sure it would be fun 
year after year after year because at some point you go like I have literally put this elf in every position, every spot in this house. Yay. Mind out of the gutter there, Johnny. I'm just sitting here watching you talk. Yeah, with looks. So position doesn't need to be sexual. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> um yeah, well and that's the issue too is we only have so many places to put it um that's like not in their bedroom so i'm not gonna sneak in their bedroom while they're sleeping and hope they don't like wake up while i'm putting an elf in their room Mm -hmm. and so you start running out of places to put these things and just like now where like i've already done that one i've already done that one i've already done that one so it gets annoying yeah i'll probably be the person that like sews little costumes for the elf (laughs) to coordinate where he is in the house Uh, I don't know. Maybe okay, now I want an elf. Maybe I'll get one for Sean. I'll be like, I'm going to get an elf on the shelf for us. Yeah. Although Link will be two, almost two next Christmas. I don't know. That's probably too young. Uh, I mean, if you were doing it for you, it would be a point yeah. where like it, all his memories of Christmas would have that. Let's, right? let's be real. Everything I do. I mean, it's, it's for my kid always, but I enjoy it just as much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, tell your kids about Santa or don't. Don't let them ruin other people's lives. I'm curious how old, for our listeners who like to talk to us, which I, I always enjoy when people tweet at us and stuff. Um, how old were your kids? Because, like, I think the 10 is kind of old and, and yes. no judgment there. I think that that's, that's not the norm, but maybe I'm totally wrong on that. Like, I felt like six was very young to have found out that Santa wasn't real. I, I, think, um, I think I was like six or seven. Um, I was definitely older than five, but I was either six or seven. Uh, I think 10 is a little bit old, but like I said, I also think she just like doesn't want to not believe. Like I think she and, knows. Yeah. And maybe it's partly like you've talked about her. She gets something and the first thing she does is, can we get one for Ryan too? So maybe that's part of like, she doesn't want to be. Yeah. Like she wants to still be that part of part of the magic for Ryan, maybe. Yeah, yeah and that could be that. That could be it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I mentioned that too. Hit us up. Hit us up and let us know how old your kids were when you said, "Screw you, Santa. You're not real." Um, and and did you have to tell about other stuff? My ex stepsister was devastated when she, my dad's ex wife's daughter. Okay, does that make her an ex too? She's my ex-stepsister. She was yes. my stepsister and now she's not my stepsister anymore. So she's my ex-stepsister. One day we'll have to talk about that. Like, do you talk to her still? Like, is she just an ex, like an ex-girlfriend in your life? Like, she's gone I mean, forever? we didn't do anything. Hmm. Uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I still, <laughs> I still, I still text her on her birthday. Although I did not, did I hear back this last year? I don't remember. We we kept in touch for quite a while after my dad and my ex stepmom got divorced. I still talk to my dad's ex wife every once in a while. Hmm. They were they were together for like thirteen years. So interesting. Sorry, sidetrack yeah. there. That was I, I've never heard that term before. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that's the proper term. Anyway, um, yeah. Hit us up. Let us know when y'all said screw you, Santa, and if and if you had to tell them about other things. Oh, the, the whole reason I was bringing up my ex stepsister 
is that she had to find out that the Easter Bunny, Santa, and pro wrestling were all fake at the same time. And oh, it, uh, pro wrestling. That's a bad one. Yeah, it devastated her. Absolutely devastated her. Um, so anyway, so hit us up. So to do that, I am Johnny Casino on Twitter, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Casino. Johnny underscore Casino. And my, my direct messages are open so that people can say hi to me, even if we don't follow each other. Uh, so let me know. Um, or you can help Chelsea. She is Chelsea Capri 23. That's Chelsea like the Chris Capri like the Sean 23. We have not recorded in a while that actually took a lot more thought than it should have to say. Um, also, I know now we're getting sidetracked, but I watched Fresh Off the Boat the other day and Sean was home. I'm like, just so you know, that's Chelsea Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, good, good. Uh, yeah, because I think that's the only thing anyone would ever know her for. And I mean, how many people watch that show? I don't I, think it, that's it's a, a popular show. show. Is it? Yeah, it's a pretty popular oh show. God. It's really good. Right. It's really I good. I like show. it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Chelsea, I'm going to do two. Two final Yahoo answers. I'll cut the one that you say to cut. Okay. So I'll record two of these. This one comes from Amazing Kid. Now, it's not necessarily about parenting, but it's about husbands and wives. And so it's funny and it makes it fit. So from Amazing Kid, here's the question. My wife changed Facebook status from married to widow. Should I be worried? <laughs> oh, no. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>